This podcast is for mature adults and may contain explicit language. The members of this podcast opinions are solely based on their experiences, interactions, and life situations. It does not reflect the views of everyone. Viewer discretion is advised. Good afternoon, everyone. You are listening to Lee Peeped It with the topic Queen. And today we have a very special guest co-host with us. And she goes by Eyes and she's from the Bay Area. So welcome, welcome. Hello, hello. <laughs> So before we get going here, I just want to remind you guys that you can follow us on Twitter at We Peeped It First and Instagram as well. You can also shoot us an email at We Peeped It First at gmail.com. And remember, you can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And you can also give us a buzz or leave us a voice message if you have something interesting that you want to tell us or if you would like to appear on a show. And you can also help sustain the podcast by donating monthly if you would like to on Anchor. So don't forget about those options, you guys. We love to hear from you. So make sure you stay up to date with what we have going on. So eyes, welcome. I'm excited that you wanted to come on. We're like very excited <laughs> to have you on today. Me too. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course, of course. We always love to have new people on and especially, you know, since we um, originally are based, we were originally based out of the Bay Area. We're happy to have um, fresh, you know, Bay Area, fun Bay Area talent on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how, question, how did you kind of come up with the name Eyes? Is that like your stage name? Can you talk more about that? Yes. Yeah, so eyes is my stage name. Um, I came up with that name when I was very, very young. Um, the short story of the version of how I came up uh, with my name is, um, I was actually searching for a name for a while and I knew that, you know, just coming up with a name, wasn't going to be right, you know, but I wanted my name to be the brat so bad. I thought her name was the coolest name in the world. <laughs> But it was already taken. And um, everybody has such cool names. But I just knew that one day it would come to me. And not too long after I let it go, I was in um, a drugstore with my mom. I wandered off and went to the magazine section. And there was a boy in the magazine named No Words. And I got chills literally down my body. And I had like a flashback like for my whole life. And I said, that's my name eyes because you don't need no words to know what's going on inside of me. All you have to do is look into my eyes. Yeah. So oh, that's, wow. that, that's powerful. <laughs> yeah. I was a little girl. <laughs> I was little. Yeah. So. Yeah. I just knew that that was that, my that name. Is- that is a power. You know what? That is, that's a powerful message. And the funny thing is, like, the name of this podcast is called "We Peeped It First because essentially, like, we peep things how we see it. So it's funny, kind of how I came up um, with that name because it was like, oh my gosh, I'm always finding out certain things, or certain people are always asking me, like, how do you how do you even know that? And like, certain things, I'm like, I won't even address. And then later, people are like, oh my god, like you were right. So that it's funny. <laughs> funny how <laughs> <I work. laughs> that's the way it's supposed. to right 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 that's so that that's, that's really <laughs> fun it's like you can't get anything past me like I always will notice something so that's hilarious that's hilarious so you're originally from the Bay Area what part of the Bay Area are you from well I grew up mainly in Oakland and Emeryville okay. area so nice. different parts of Oakland Oakland is so big um you know, everywhere from North Oakland, Emeryville border to the Claremont district to, uh, Sim- to MacArthur near seminary, all the way okay. down to Sabrina Park near San Leandro. So 
normally when I tell people where I'm from, I just say the Bay Area because, I mean, like a lot of people in the Bay Area, just because I might be from Oakland doesn't mean I don't know nothing about Berkeley or San Francisco or anything like that or Hayward or, you know what I mean? So, right. you know, I normally just say I'm from the Bay Area. Cool. I love it. I love everybody from the Bay, especially when it's artists or somebody who's really talented. I love to represent the Bay. <laughs> I feel like more people from the Bay really need to get that recognition that they deserve. Not that they don't get the recognition. Sometimes I feel like they don't get as much love. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of that, who are like some of your like fa- um, favorite like Bay Area artists? Like, like, if you had, like, a list of, like, your top five Bay Area artists, who would that be? Uh, Mr. Fab is definitely on that list. Um, you know, his music, um, definitely, his music definitely has inspired me a lot, you know. His music definitely inspired me to, like, move and, you know, go, um, you know, go farther with my career, you know, because I thought he was so funny because right. he used to have a radio show. And I just thought he was full of personality and just so funny. And I, and it was kind of cute how he's playing all his own songs, too. So, <laughs> you know, having his own radio show. So he definitely inspired me, you know, an artist from the Bay Area. Right. Nice, 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 nice. Now, how long have you been singing? I know you said since you were a young girl, like you came up with um, the name eyes so kind of can you talk more about that like when did you kind of first know that like oh my gosh this is my passion this is what I really love to do so I've always known I wanted to be a singer I started singing like in preschool um I got my first gig in preschool and I started going on auditions and I took acting lessons as well as voice lessons but I knew um around that time that that's what I wanted to be because my auntie is an opera singer and one day I was um laying on the floor Um, And she was all dressed up and she had a dress with a skirt with a split in it. And I was like, ooh, I started playing with her dress. I was like, ooh, this is sexy, right? Where are you going? She was like, to sing. And I was like, where are you going to sing? She was like, to sing opera. And I was like, ooh, can I come too? She said, no. And I like automatically my heart just broke. (laughs) I was like, oh, no. But all through that, just uh, the fact that she was going to go sing and the way she was dressed and, you know, taking that same pride in your voice and in your appearance, you know, I kind of knew then, like, wow, an opera singer, you know what I mean? Right. So I kind of knew then. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Now, what, like, what's your favorite sing or like your favorite topic to sing about you know I just let that flow um you know I I tend to when I write like I tend to have like a I don't know if it's a double entendre but like more than one way you can take it you know what I mean like just the type of life that I have I'm probably gonna just sing about what I've been through you know what I mean so um but that doesn't mean Yeah, but that doesn't mean everybody can't listen to it. So normally, like, I guess you could say, like, dance. Because everybody, I like to dance. I'm not a dancer. 
But, you know, right. but I guess I would say my favorite would be to dance. But I, I still would um, say my own things, you know, my own way. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, you mentioned that you sing. And I want to know what else do you do entertainment you know, wise, I saw that said you're a pianist and that you act. And I actually did see you on the keys. And I must say, like, you were really talented. I love seeing that. <laughs> That's so sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So I sing and play the piano. So, you know, I accompany myself most of the time. <laughs> um, I'm actually very glad that I learned how to play when I was very young. And because in the future now, like I kind of have to just like I just did a show and the DJ messed up the music like he wouldn't play my songs. Oh, no. And there was a piano there. And I was like, you know what? You know what? I'm just going to play. You know what I mean? And of course, I didn't have a microphone because nobody was expecting me to play. You know what right. I'm saying? So it, it's definitely good to have something like that to rely on so you can accompany yourself. Oh, yeah. of course. Of course. I, I agree. You have to have some type of uh, backup plan. And I think it also showcases your versatility. <laughs> and like, man, these yeah. DJs got to get it together. I guess you just got to do everything on your own. Like you're, you're a true triple threat. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I got to be honest with you in this situation. It's, it wasn't fun because I wasn't there to you know what I mean? I wasn't there right. to be like, yeah. you know, singing on the piano. I was there to, you know, stand and sing. But, you know, <laughs> it, yeah, <laughs> it's one of those. I still shook his hand at the end of the night. You know what I mean? So, you know. Yeah, I understand. Supposed <laughs> so keep it professional. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, he really wasn't feeling me either. But that's kind of veering off. It's like... <laughs> That's bearing off and it's something else. So. Speaking of that, <laughs> you know? and you're talking about he wasn't really feeling you. How is it like working with certain people? Do you get like do you get a lot of shade like from certain people or people like you said who are just aren't you know feeling you? What is it like to establish good rapport with people? Because you know like this can be a, a cutthroat industry and people could be shady and they'll do whatever to get to to get to the top. Yeah. You know, when people do this shady thing, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. The, mo the majority of the people who act shady act shady when it doesn't even make sense to be right. shady. Like, it doesn't even make sense. It's like, you're trying to be cutthroat, but you don't have a clear goal of what you're trying to do. You can't use what I have. Yeah. You see what yeah. I'm saying? So, like, it doesn't make any sense. If you're going to be cutthroat... Now, actually, there has been situations where uh, major companies were being shady with me. Um, and it hurts, but you have to learn how to, uh, recognize little tricks and I'm not being secretive and saying that, but I'm just saying it's really just the same story told in a different right. way. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it can be like, uh, like flyers, for example, like if you're passing out flyers and you learn how to be really good at it. There's going to be somebody coming behind you, picking up every flyer that you left, be it on a, on a, on a, an appropriate place. You know, I, there was literally like one time I was at the hair salon and everybody was happy to see me. It was like, hi, eyes. I was like, hey, can I leave some flyers? It was like, sure. And I was getting my hair done. And everybody was happy and asking me about my show. And then the owner of the salon literally got up from the back 
came to where my flyers were, picked them up, and threw them in the garbage can <gasps> while everybody was talking oh my about me. So, like, yeah. I don't even understand that. <laughs> yeah, so, but, and, and the thing is, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was really mad then, but guess what? I'm still seeing, and her shop went out of business. So, like, a lot of times right, when people right. have those kind of mental problems like that, it's not just you that they did that to, you know? I mean, I used to be a firm believer in karma doesn't exist, but if you keep living and you keep following your dreams, you will see it does exist. Because what was her dream? My dream was to be a singer, and that was one of my first shows, you know, industry shows, where I had my own flyers, I didn't have to pay for everything, and people was helping me out. And then what happened to her shop? Nobody helped her shop out when she, cause you know, the gentrification in, in the mm-hmm. San Francisco mm-hmm. Bay area and her, her shop didn't get saved. Now she's out of a job and, and then you go on Facebook, she got like three <laughs> likes, right. you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, and, and, and I mean, for you to be in a field where people practically beg to get their hair done and you went out of business, that says a lot, right. you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, stuff like that, but there have been, you know, situations where major corporations like literally stole like my hard work. I'm not talking about music, but so I kind of rose to fame, like with MySpace, and like, you know, I wasn't a robot. Mm-hmm. I was really promoting and a, and a big company mm-hmm. took my clicks to, and then bought out every place where I sent wow. my link to. And then when I tried to send my link there again, they were like, hey, I'm sorry, but, you know, these people bought us out. So we're not accepting links from independent artists anymore. I'm like, what? And but they literally because you can track links. So they went to every place where I put my link. Except for my website and then just bought all the advertising. That's shady. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. So I gave you two examples. I can go on all day. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah I'm glad that like you're speaking on this because I think a lot of people need to hear this especially aspiring artists now speaking of that dependent or are you signed and can you kind of um explain kind of the differences to some of our our audience members and people who are tuning in and people who are listening so there's so many different types of record deals no I do not have the Whitney Houston or Mariah Carey record deal <laughs> that's okay <laughs> Mariah Carey was like one of the luckiest people to have those types of record deals. And I, and my auntie, like people in my family and people in the business, they really think that she was like one of the last Mm -hmm. people to get a record deal like that. So the type of record deal that I did have, um, was on an indie label, but it was mainly like a digital thing. So digital distribution, um, you know, doing a small promotions, mainly online and, uh, with um like paperwork and stuff like that. So it, it, it was an independent deal. So when you're assigned to an independent label, you still have to do the work yourself. You just have a little bit of extra help. So being signed to an independent label, if you're already independent, that's like really helpful because it's like, oh, thanks. Right. Can you hold this for a second? You know, when you're carrying all your bags by yourself, it's like, hey, hold these, you know? So so yeah, I'm I'm independent, but you know I have uh, help from an um, independent label, and um, also 
I have like a promotion company, to, uh, promotion, <laughs> pro- oh, promotional companies that uh, I work with that I really appreciate. GRM nice, Presents nice. is one of them. Nice. I like that. So, yeah. Now, can you talk about, I mean, you talked a little bit about dealing with, you know, the snobby people, the disrespectful people. Can you talk about, you know, a time where you've had to come overcome, you know, adversity, whatever that may have been? Can you talk about that in your life? Overcome adversity just in my life that, um, I don't think I've overcome any of it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. oh I mean or I mean if you haven't even overcome it like what you know what are some of the things that you've dealt with that you've kind of um talked about in your music so I was bullied like really really bad to where like you know it never really stopped and um okay and it kept getting worse like to it these were like assaults you know what I mean? And it's really wow. sad. And yeah. originally, I, I really wanted my career to help that subject because there are areas of bullying that people don't talk about. I don't know how far I can go on your show, but um, when I was in high school, um, some you know, when you get teased or bullied, people call you gay. Like, it, it, it is what it is. And um, the gay club... Uh, like they were walking past me and they was like, hi. And they were making eye contact. They were being really nice. I didn't know they were gay. It was like, oh yeah, I heard the students were bullying you. I was like, yeah, they do. They bully me a lot. They was like, uh, um, are you gay? I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not gay. And then they literally cut their eye contact away from me and kept on walking. And I was like, well, dang, y'all wow. was only going to help me if I was gay. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then I'm starting. That's to- an interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting side of it. Yeah, but I'm starting to see that that's a bigger piece of the puzzle. If you look at the politics that are going on today, it's the same thing. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But I was really in need of help, you know, um, with, um, you know, you know, with the bullying, because uh, by the time I got to high school, it, it was like assaulting me and like and I'm getting like nobody was helping me. Nobody was listening to me. And it, it just got really bad to where I ran away. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. yeah. So, and I really wanted to use my, um, music to like help that situation, but it's crazy. And only a few short years, I kind of see where other people are taking bullying and it's crazy because, yeah, um, yeah. It, it's almost like they're perverting the situation into something else, you know, because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, two people are are never going to be the same. Like how one person got bullied is not the same as another person. And one school's way of handling it may not fit another school's way of handling it. You know what I mean? So I agree. Yeah. So, you know, trying to make a one size fits all answer, is definitely not something. And then also too, a lot of times people, they, they kind of try to come in and be an authority and punish everybody. But even Mm -hmm, that's wrong mm -hmm. because for the person who is getting bullied and finally does lash out because they're trying to stand up for themselves and then you punish them, you're still sending not only the wrong message, but you're going to make that person retaliate even more in the future because you're teaching them that 
when I stand up for myself, exactly. it's wrong. Exactly. <laughs> so right. you know what I'm saying? I, oh, no, yeah. I, I completely understand what you're saying. And I mean, this the climate of this country is a perfect example because people don't address that. People don't nip that type of stuff in the butt, you know, early. They don't get a yeah. hold on it early and people grow up as an adult and they either retaliate. So, you know, that's right. And it, it's crazy, you know, growing up, my parents always told me, you know, if somebody's bullying you, if somebody's bothering you, or if somebody puts your hands on you, you protect yourself. And I don't care if you get suspended. I don't care if you get in trouble. You're not going to get in trouble at home because you're doing the right thing. It's not like you are the the troublemaker. It's not like you start it or initiate it, you know, the drama. So, no, I completely agree and understand what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and that's good that you have uh, parents like that. See, with me, like, you know, my my parents were uh, religious and um, Mm -hmm. uh, also my mom was a teacher. So she had a reputation. And I really think in high school when it got really bad, a lot of it did have to do with politics regarding my mom, because my drama teacher, um, which is really weird. Once again, it's more industry stuff because she's in the industry also, ironically. But um, she was angry with my mom because my mom helped her son. Like my mom, years before I was even born, like her son had a mental problem and my mom helped him and passed him, gave him like worked with him to get A's. My mom doesn't just give people A's. Like she helped him. Right, and you got to work became, for it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but he became a really good model student. Like mm-hmm, everybody mm-hmm. always comes up to me. I love your mom so much, you know. And it's like, dang, she must be jealous of my mom. Like I didn't pick that up then. You know what I mean? You have to be out of the mm-hmm. situation and see it. You know what I mean? And then it's like right. she one day, like where I was getting assaulted. um, she just made a, uh, she really went out of her way to make fun of me in class. And because I was, I'm a Michael Jackson fan. So like I had a Michael Jackson, uh, folder that I made. And then she, uh, pointed out, it was like, you know, you're never gonna, uh, make it and you're never gonna meet Michael Jackson. You know, I used to go with his brother. And then years later, I found out because I was working with somebody who was being managed by Joe Jackson at the time that, she was nothing but a groupie. She never knew the Jacksons like that. Wow. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, so if there is somebody who's listening and being told these things, try not to internalize it because that was like one of the worst days of my life. Because, like I said, I did eventually run away. And um that really, really, really hurt me. And but the truth of the whole matter was she was nothing but a groupie. And she was using her groupiness to try to make me feel bad about my talent. You see what I'm saying? So, so don't let that, don't let that internalize you so much because when you're young like that, you, you absorb everything because you're intelligent. When you're a child, even when you're three to when you're 17, you're still absorbing things. Don't let those type of things sit inside of your mind, inside of your heart like that. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. (laughs) No, no. I think that's a a very powerful story. And a lot of people kind of who deal with bullying, 
you know, don't make it and they beat themselves up for it or they think it's like, you know, a problem with themselves and some people really aren't there to listen to them. Uh, I know I speak on this all the time, especially with, you know, mental health. A lot of people, a lot of us deal with mental health and some people do not feel comfortable voicing that they may be struggling with mental health because they are scared of how people, you know, may perceive them or people may shoot them down. So I actually commend yeah. you for speaking up on that and also turning to your music. You're going to be an advocate for people who continue to deal with bullying because, I mean, we still deal, deal with it in our adult lives and there's still a lot of children yeah. out there who deal with it as well. So I think that's commendable. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. And there are so many things that you can learn about bullying because when you're in any kind of a business, Essentially, you're kind of in a bullying business in a way, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. because like I said, with the major companies, they literally looked at every link, every uh, site that I posted my link to and bought it. That's bullying <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because they know I can't fight them back. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. the answer's in there. So, you know, essentially, you know, business is bullying. <laughs> politics is bullying you know it doesn't have to be but you do need to brace yourself you do need to brace yourself (laughs) so no I no I I completely agree I feel like there's too many grown-ass adults out here that think that they need to bully people to get what they want and they want people to be scared of them they want people to fear them but like you said there's other ways you can do do business it gets to a point where it's like enough is enough and people aren't going to want to continue to work with you anymore I mean of course you still have your clout chasers and you have your coons and things of that nature but there's other way I mean I think I mean we speak about this all the time on podcast if everybody was just a lot more kinder with each other a lot more professional and respected each other and you know, open the door to people from all wide, all, all walks of life. And that's one thing I love about the the Bay Area. I think we all are kind of like a, a in a sense, a tight knit community. And we come from a, such a place that represents diversity. You don't get that everywhere <laughs> across the United States. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say something. And it totally left my... <laughs> oh, if it comes up, you can say it. <laughs> if it comes up, okay. you can shout it out. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> now, you talked about um, the GRM Awards and you told me that you performed there. So what was that experience like? And then can you also um, elaborate more on what GRM is? Yeah, so that actually ignited what I was okay. going to say. <laughs> There are nice people in the industry and GRM Presents is one of those people. Like the owner of GRM Presents, his name is Devon Black or the CEO or the creator, however you, you want to call him. Um, he's uh, actually been managing my career for a few, uh, quite a few years. And um, I wouldn't work with people for that long if, if they weren't. Right. You know what I mean? Because I've met... 30 people in the industry I've met every once in a while you'll meet some good people in the industry and those are the people you want to keep around you you know even if they're not perfect you know because essentially who do you want to be surrounded by good people or bad people (laughs) you know what I mean so I mean you're gonna work with the bully types like we discussed you're gonna work with the shady types the (laughs) janky types 
But, (laughs) you know, when you meet somebody good, keep those people on your team. Because so I've met a few people um, who were who were uh, real cool to work with. GRM presents uh, Right Place TV. I wasn't going to mention his name, but I'll say his name. John Duman, who is an entertainment attorney. He's been he was very generous with me in the I don't want to say the early stages of my career, but the early industry part of my career. He was very demonstrative and he helped me out a lot graciously. Um, I'm not going to say just call him up because he's nice and he might do something for you like that. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying he understood that what budget I was working with and he worked some things out for me. You know, he even got me, um, you know what I'm saying? And and that was great. Provided you the resources you needed. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And, And that was very nice. So people like that, I try to keep people like that in my life and in my corner, because if you're having a bad day and you say something wrong or you say this or that, do you want that to go to somebody who doesn't care about you or do you want to tell that to somebody who is cool and they know you just having a bad day? <laughs> so, Oh yeah. Scope magazine. Once again, scope magazine. Uh, I've been working with scope magazine okay. for a long time. They're good people. They're cool people. You know what I mean? They've been really helpful with my career and in, in areas where they didn't have to be. Right, helpful. right. You know what I mean. I think so. you, you're you're always you're always thankful for those type of people because you know some people don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the GRM Awards is um, an offshoot of GRM Presents, um, and uh, it's an award show. Um, I was very happy to be there. It was a red carpet event took place nice. in Richmond, California. Um, and I, yeah, yeah. And I performed, uh, it was at Temple Beth Hill. Um, so it was a really nice event. A lot of people came, some people from LA came to support. Um, there was a group named studio who came all the way from Australia. Oh my goodness. Long ways. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so we had people in the house from Australia, from LA, and a lot of people from San Jose, from Oakland, uh, from Richmond, uh, from Sacramento. So everybody was just all under one roof. And it was so, so, so fun. And of course, I did win an award. Yes, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Um, social media star of the year, which, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that that was really cool. And um, also, I got to uh, meet a lot of other artists um, from the Bay Area who I've never met before. I actually met another okay. artist from the Bay Area named Justin Lamas, and. Okay. The media seems to be very happy about that. Um, <laughs> so, and I'm glad because they feel like, in a way, like he's the biggest male pop artist in the Bay. And I'm like the biggest female pop artist in the Bay. So, and I appreciate that because that just shows that the media knows that that's different. You know what I mean? Because in the Bay Area, 
it's mainly hip hop, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, metal, and funk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's some R and B artists that that really come from out here. That means that they're doing their homework and they know, hey, wait a minute, the two biggest pop stars under one roof in one night. You know what I'm saying? So that's, <laughs> I'm that's really dope. we might have to get an that, event yeah. together. <laughs> You're gonna have to reach out like a we peeped it, collaborate with you and have you sing, perform, do like another live podcast. That would be dope. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I would love to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah, that would be dope. I like that. Um, I was just before you mentioned that I was just actually about to ask you kind of like what genre did you fall under or do you not consider yourself just under that one umbrella? But I I think that's dope because like you said, most of the stuff that we hear coming out of the Bay Area, like you said, you know, that funk hip-hop rap so you know i like that and i also listened to your song i believe it's is it called still a rainbow yes still a rainbow beautiful beautiful what was your inspiration behind that and can you talk a little bit about that song i love that song by the way thank you so much so basically um the song i wouldn't say i it was something inspired me so much as the song just came out i happened to be at the studio in the right place at the right time. I book. <laughs> That's why you always book an extra hour when you go to the studio. Because you finish one song and you feel another one coming out. And it's like, oh, like, let's, let's just keep Ooh. it flowing. <laughs> yeah, let's Exactly. Exactly. And I'm like, you know, and it's crazy because before the song came out of me, I kept seeing rainbows. And I'm like, and then it turns out my song was still a rainbow. And I wrote the verses first, mm-hmm. but I knew before I left I needed to get a hook. And I'm going to tell you, yes, I'm, women have certain feelings. So the hook came from... <laughs> actually, I probably shouldn't share this. I shouldn't... Actually, no, I'm not going to share that. I'm not going to share that. But I'll just say women have muses too. So men don't just have hey, muses. it's a podcast. You don't have to hold back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Women have muses too. So, you know, a lot of times men, you know, I, you know, they'll have a female, yeah. and you know, it's not like that, like that. I'm just saying the, the hook, I needed an inspiration for the hook. So the only area of inspiration was somebody that I saw was cute. So I was like, I bet you won't. So that's the hook, right? <laughs> so like, yeah. <laughs> so it, women have muses too. So the only part about the inspiration I could immediately is I could say that, but the song is really just about, you know, going through the storm, but you know, you can't break my spirit because after the storm, what happens? There's a rainbow. So I'm still here. The sun, the sun still came out. You know what I mean? So, I love that. Yeah. I don't know why my, I don't know Thanks. why my mind went there while you were talking about this. You're talking about we all have muses and stuff, but it's funny because I'm like, man, we should, we should just keep this Bay Area spirit going. It made me think of Marshawn Lynch because he's a big Skittle person. <laughs> I'm like, you, yeah. you got to coordinate something with Marshawn and the song. It's so funny because yeah. I just recently seen him pulling up somewhere and he opened up the car door and a bunch of Skittles came out. So I don't know why my mind went there, but I'm like, you, you need to collab with Marshawn, do something. <laughs> okay. I'll consider that when I'm doing the <laughs> Yeah, video. you should. That would be dope. You should reach out to him. I don't know. 
Yeah, I will. I will. I don't know what exactly he'd be doing in there, but it reminded me of Skittles and Marshawn. So that would be hilarious. (laughs) That would be hilarious. But I love that song, by the way. I think it's such a beautiful song. Thank you. You, I seen on like your YouTube channel, and you mentioned to me earlier that you were doing acting. What are what's the latest projects coming up as far as acting? And I've seen something on there called Another Perspective. So how long ago did you do that? Mm -hmm. So another perspective is very old. Um, They did do the premiere, but that's that movie has not been released. That's crazy that you saw that. You must really did some research. (laughs) (laughs) You really, you really did some digging to find out about that. Uh, So that movie was actually about bullying as well. So that's why I'm really kind of sad that it actually never came out. But I got to be honest with you. It's kind of good that it didn't come out. Because at the premiere, see, we filmed some good Uh stuff. But at the premiere, they were like, oh, we got to get people off the street. You know, because they were trying to make a record for the shortest film ever made. Or the fastest film ever made. Oh, and uh, so they didn't have enough people. So they had to have a certain number of people in the audience. So I'm like, oh, okay. So we went and we found people off of the street because it was in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> this premiere it was in the desert. And we found this old lady in a wheelchair. And she was like, oh, well, sure. I'll be, a, I'll help y'all out. And I'll, I'll be an extra body to count for your, your Guinness Book of World Records. And then when she get in there, I was like, oh, well, she has to pay. I'm like, what? Like, y'all begging people to come in. I'm like, whatever, I'll pay for it. And the people at the theater were kind of, like, weird. And so when we watched the movie, I got to be honest with you. I'm like, what the? I'm like, what is this? Luckily, people laughed at one of my scenes. I didn't know that it was supposed to be funny, but I'm glad that they laughed. And I'm going to be honest with you, when that movie was done and then, you know, we see people out, you know, after the movie and the lady in the wheelchair saw me, she gave me this look like, mm-mm. <laughs> like, mm-mm. so when you make an awful movie, people know it leaves a smell. It leaves a smell in the, in the room and it, everybody can smell how bad that movie was and, and, and then if you're an actor in the movie, it looked like the smell came from you. I mean, <laughs> it's like, you know, I didn't have anything to do with the directing or the editing. I did my part. I acted. I showed up on time. I came to the premiere. But now I see a lot of times why actors, they be skipping stuff because, you know, you go to these, some of these people, you know, they, they treat their fans like that. You know, I, I would never, you know, like treat a fan like that when you begging people to come see your movie and be like, Oh, well, are you sure she, she has to pay, but you need, you need a, a specific number of people to be in the audience. So you, you don't right. need to worry about that. You know what I'm saying? So right. yeah, I wouldn't treat my fans like that. So it was kind of an embarrassment, you know, for me seeing how they were treating uh, some of the fans who came to, to support the movie. Like, you know, it was kind of an embarrassment and the way they edited it, it was almost an embarrassment too. And I don't usually talk about any of that. Okay, you're telling the truth. That's what we do around here on podcasts. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, that's the, I mean, and that's the thing. I worked so hard on mm-hmm, that movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know, it mm-hmm, sucks because mm-hmm. out here in the Bay Area, it's really tight knit. People don't usually let you be in their movies like that. And so I was really happy to be in a movie, uh, you know, filmed out here. This rapper, because it was filmed at mm-hmm. Berkeley High School, you know what I mean? We used, you know, the high school. And, you know, I was happy to be a part of it, you know, anti-bullying. It turns out these people ain't even genuine. And and the reason why I feel comfortable enough to say this is because it happened so long ago. I Normally, I don't talk mess, but I'm going to be honest with you. Those people really made me mad. And other people who worked on the movie are mad, too, because you can't gather, like, literally like close to a thousand people and say we're about to make history and you're going to be a part of it and then don't even turn it into the guinness yeah. the world records like you didn't even try and people donated the money people donated time people came all the way out to the desert this situation i will just keep it real because i usually be polite and i don't say nothing but, and then also the, the nail in the coffin was that the movie was bad and everybody was staring at me like it was my fault. So it was right. my fault. You know. That's all bad. That's all bad. That's all yeah. bad. So, <laughs> I, I'm in a couple of newer movies. Okay. So um, the movie that's being released um, now is called Comedy Del Art. So it's a clown a video it's basically like for actors who want to become clowns and uh the reason why i'm in this movie in particular is because my name is eyes and he and there was a part where he wanted somebody to cross their eyes and pass out so he was like no i want you to do it because your name is Eyes." <laughs> i'm like thank you thank you so i mean i i did my little fainting scene and I crossed my eyes, <laughs> so <laughs> that's gonna. I think it's gonna be released in the beginning of the year. Okay. So it's called Comedy Del Art. Nice, nice. Yeah. Now, who who's who's one of your favorite actors? Who's somebody that you're looking at right now? Oh well, right now, um, right now, I would have to say. Hmm. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish. Okay. You know, Tiffany Haddish, I'm not going to lie. I'm, a, I'm a, one, This is another keep it real moment. When I first seen her in Girls Trip, I was like, oh, no. I already know what they're about to do with <laughs> Tiffany Haddish. I already know. But she's just so persistent. I'm going to be honest with you. I've been watching her movies ever since. Now, I don't know about every single movie. But the one she did with Kevin Hart, I went to go see that in the theater. Um, she did she did a couple more movies I went out to go see. Oh, yeah, the one where the basketball movie where she played a mean girlfriend. Um, so Tiffany Haddish, I actually really like Tiffany Haddish. And the, the crazy thing is I saw some of her movies before she blew up. And I didn't even realize that that was her. Until she said it and when she was doing an interview, she said, that was me. I was like, I remember watching that movie. And I remember <laughs> thinking, who is she? And I'm like, her acting is too good to be in this movie. And one thing about Tiffany Haddish and a lot of comedians, including people like Monique and Richard Pryor, you know, um, comedians 
they there are some real actors. Those are some real deep kind of a serious kind of acting because I don't know if it's because they're they say comedians laugh to hide their pain. But Tiffany Haddish, I mean, she does real acting and it's like she's supposed to be a comedian, but I can tell like, you know, you can't fool me. You know, she's a real actress. She's not just a comedian. She's an actual high caliber type of actress. And so is Monique. And so is um, Richard Pryor. And, oh, God, there's other comedians that I, I'm just not thinking of their name at the moment. But, you know, it, it takes a lot of hard work yeah, yeah. to be funny. You know, but they, they're, they, they're some really good actors. But yeah, I just had to kind of ask you who, what actors you were into and kind of, you know, what actors maybe inspired you. But it seems like you are a really big uh, Tiffany Haddish fan. Tiffany <laughs> Haddish, well, I can't tell she's a real actress. And that's the thing. The real joke is she's not funny. She's real. Right. And I guess the rest of the world ain't caught on to her. Right. You know, I could tell. I can recognize it, you know, so. Right, right. Yeah, like, one of my favorite actresses in general, though, aside from Marilyn Monroe, um, is um, Brittany Murphy. Okay. Because, um, yeah, I never really appreciated Brittany Murphy too much until I started becoming a working actress myself. And it's crazy because a lot of people can... uh, be a couch coach, you know, mm-hmm. tell people like what's good acting and what's not. And I'm not saying I was like that. Right. But when you're up there doing it right. yourself, when you're going to auditions, when you're forgetting lines, when you're, when the light is on you, you start seeing things from a whole different perspective. And um, she's one of the actresses that while I was getting work and I was doing voiceover work, one day I was like, uh, someone was explaining something to me. And I was like, yeah, like Brittany Murphy. You know what I mean? I was like, wait a minute. You know, she is a really good actress. And then I started thinking about her more often. So she's definitely somebody who inspires me. But more recently, because I didn't, um, you know, like, I, I liked her movies and stuff. But I never just sat down and really studied her or anything like that until I was, like, actually working myself. And I saw how hard she was working. And I saw how hard it is to do certain things, you know. By doing it yourself, you know? Right. Okay, nice. Have you ever gotten writer's block? And if so, like, what do you do to kind of get out of that funk? Well, the thing is with um, writer's block, um, sometimes you want to write something so bad, you know what I mean, that you just start writing in circles. So... Um, yeah, I've had writer's block, but that was a long time ago. And um, sometimes, too, it's not an issue of having writer's block so much of should you be writing this. Sometimes you just got to let it happen naturally. Now, explain... Um some of the similarities and then some of the, some of the differences when it comes to uh, singing and acting kind of how are they parallel and how are they different from one another 
you know, you can learn from both. They're different, but they're the same in certain areas. When you're an artist, it's harder to see the money. When you're an actor, you're more likely to turn down money because of your ego or what you want to do with your career, that kind of stupid stuff. Unless you're a working actress. A working actress, you're probably not going to turn nothing down unless you can't get there or something like that. So the similarities would be when you're an artist, you probably do get opportunities and you don't realize that you get opportunities to get paid to sing. It's just they're not always going to be we want you to perform at a concert in front of 50 million people. No, no. right. No. <laughs> uh, or an arena. You're, everybody doesn't want you to sing at the Fox Theater. Sometimes they just want you to lay down some tracks. Um, and they just want to pay you like 20, 40 bucks. And that's the same thing when you're an actor. So when you're an actor, a lot of times it's like, I just need you to do some test shots for me. <laughs> Right, right. Or either you're going to be a glorified extra. But guess what? Since your mentality is I need 40 bucks to make money off my talent, you're going to take it. When you're a singer or a rapper, you think you hot. You think you better than what you are. And you're going to turn it down or either you're going to overcharge. Because you think that they want something of this high-end caliber, and they don't. Sometimes they just need somebody to experiment with their microphone equipment or to experiment with a song, and they're probably not going to release that song. I'm not saying people haven't been malicious in the past, but in all actuality, sometimes, a lot of times, people just need some testing stuff, and they'll pay you $20 or $40 for it. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) I completely, yeah, Yeah. I get it. (laughs) Now, what goals have you set for yourself this year? As far as being an artist, have you set any goals? Is there any type of milestones that you want to reach? Actually, I did set some goals. And I actually, with the help of my team, like I, I actually achieved one. And it was nice. um, social media, actually. Oh, okay. And I'm going to be honest with you. It was trials and tribulations, but it worked. I'm so happy. The lady who does my Instagram promotion, her name is Rachel. And um, I also do it with the help of other people, too. Um, GRM Presents on Right Place TV. So, um, yeah, I actually achieved it. Now... I'm, I hit a little setback, Uh-oh. but I'm what do you mean back, setbacks? Though. Like, <laughs> explain. Well, okay, so okay, so my first setback was when we first started doing Instagram promotion. She was she said someone suggested the SoundCloud, and of course with my budget, I couldn't pay for both. So I was like, all right, well. Since Instagram is hot right now, let me just uh, go to SoundCloud. And then I and then I didn't like it. And I was like, but what happened to my Instagram fans? <laughs> Where are they at? Where'd they go? <laughs> so then we went back to 
we went back to Instagram promotion and then some of them actually came back. And so right now I started selling something different. So as far as business and if somebody does have questions about it, who's listening, basically what happened originally, I was using my Instagram to ask people to come to my shows or just to, you know, or collaborate on projects and that worked for that. But then I started selling my record, which is still a rainbow um, that you can get on vinyl. And for some reason, people don't like that. And then we were actually just discussing with people on my team uh, uh, because we were finding that people who collect vinyl don't check their Instagram a lot. So that's probably why I'm losing followers. So it's really kind of weird because I love Instagram so much because I met so many different people off of Instagram um, it's like the new MySpace right. in a way for music career. And uh, yeah. so, yeah. So you we're going to cool change. People on there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to change it back to just asking people to come to my shows <laughs> instead of asking them to buy my record. I don't want to scare people off. <laughs> right. Speaking of social media, you know who social media is super dope and I've learned a lot from. I'm like, oh my gosh, I really need to step up my social media game. Is I know they all have a team and whatnot, but Will Smith and Jada. Have you seen Will Smith's latest uh video on social media and how he promotes his stuff? I'm like, this is this is crazy. He's took it to a whole nother level. I don't feel like nobody else is on his level <laughs> right now. Was it the one where he's dancing to the Sugar Hill Gang? No, um, it's one he posted no. yesterday. It, I don't know if you've seen it, but you got to check it out. It, it it's like mind boggling. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I'm like, he his what team has it? took it to the next level. It's like a giant Will Smith. He's like walking over water and bridges, and then his head come detaches from his neck and turns into like a hot air balloon, <laughs> and then it attaches back, and then it's a loop. But you don't oh, even realize wow. it's a loop because that's how good the editing is. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I need to work with whoever you oh, got wow. over there because this this is some next level shit. I mean, like some future, futuristic yeah. shit. <laughs> okay, wow. I believe you. I saw his um, YouTube video of the time he met Michael Jackson. That was funny. But I know he he oh, has yes. been yes. <laughs> really using his social media the past years, the past couple. Of yeah, years. he's. I don't even think he's been on Instagram that long though, has he? I think he like just recent, like not too long ago. Got, yeah, I mean, ever since Will Smith has gotten on the Instagram, <laughs> he has really taken things to a different level. Yeah, things been different. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my gosh, he he's motivation now that you know we're talking about. Instagram and it's funny because you you know your um fan base it might be like you know a couple different age groups you have people who are more familiar and who are more um who are actively involved you know with social media and then other people are kind of like old school so some of that can kind of be tricky sometimes yeah yeah it can be tricky but you know one thing uh always stay true to yourself is what I'm learning because I'm going to be honest with you. I, I could have did a lot of stuff to help me 
gain followers, but but I didn't right, do that, right. and I'm actually glad I didn't. Um, because if anybody's gonna talk smack about me, <laughs> they can't say certain things, so they ha- they're probably gonna have to make something up. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because, and also, too, like, a lot of these influencers, um, because I've worked with influencers before I had an official, you know, promotional team, you know, I've, you know, tried to hire influencers, but I didn't feel that they were, I felt like I was getting followers, but I was getting followers from, like, people who pretty much want to look at porn, and it was, like, kind of weird. Like, like, not necessarily new, but, you know, practically. And then, then all of a sudden, is my picture still a rainbow? And stories get still a rainbow. I'm like, okay. And then, <laughs> this then three hours later, it's another bathing suit thing. I'm like, interesting. Doesn't really, uh, <laughs> doesn't really go together. <laughs> thank you, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you. And, uh, <laughs> And I, I met, I, I worked with another influencer who flat out, she stole my money. So <laughs> with her, I asked her to write a poem. Like, I mean, no, I didn't ask her to write a poem. I just, all I asked her was to post my picture and, you know, say something underneath the picture. And she writes this, this heartfelt poem about eyes and how beautiful and soft my music is and. And then as soon as I pay her, like, she deletes it. I'm like, why did you do that? Why did you delete it? I'm like, <laughs> then she then she tries to sell me these other products. I'm like, man, get out of here. I hope nobody ever buy nothing from her ever again, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that was crazy. So you got to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> People are, people are a trip. I mean, as you, you will get played <laughs> and people don't give a fuck. They'll do whatever. They'll do whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, those hundred dollar packages might like look good than $1,200 packages, but you know, you know, try $50 package first, you know? Right. Right. See, see what you get with the $50, you know? <laughs> No, I agree. Because <laughs> if you spend a, a fifty dollar package and they delete it the next day, it's like okay, I ain't coming back for no hundred dollar package. <laughs> you know that it's funny you're interested because um, I seen an interview with Chance the rapper and he kind of like mentioned the same thing. He was like, "Don't sign no major deal." He was like, "Stay true to yourself." <laughs> it's funny that like you're speaking on that because I like just seen that interview like not too long ago. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't, uh, I don't usually know what he's talking about half the time. <laughs> no diss to Chance the Rapper, but I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, I agree. Like, because I've heard him say some stuff, you know, and I really didn't know where he was coming from. <laughs> like, I mean, but I'm pretty sure I have those moments, too, but, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I have to hear it myself before I say, oh, I know what he's talking about or, you know. <laughs> now, because I ain't going to lie, when he made the Michael Jackson comment, you know, they deleted my Twitter account, so. They deleted. 
Who they was, deleted your Twitter account? You said, huh? You said whose Twitter yeah, account? I mean, they they thought I was a robot because I was typing so fast. <laughs> so, oh my goodness, you know, oh lordy, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was people responding, and I was responding back, and 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 then the crazy thing is, it was nothing derogatory. Mm-hmm. It was just saying, you know. You know, I, I didn't agree with what he said, and other people agreed that they didn't agree with what he said. So we was really supporting each other in the comments. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't nothing negative, but they still want to block your account anyway. You know what I mean? Because oh, I was typing too fast, and and I might we 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 see signs of you being a robot. Um, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. So. Now speaking of that, who who's some who are some artists that you admire? Who who are some artists that are like on your top ten list? That can be a mixture of pop, R and B, um, rap. Who are some artists that you like and some artists that you think stay true to themselves all the time, no matter what? <laughs> I know you said you mentioned um, you talk- Michael Jackson and Aaliyah. Okay, okay. nice, nice. Mm-hmm. I can't oh, be mad. That. I know you mentioned Mr. Fab when I talked about who are your favorite Bay Area artists, but I just kind of wanted to know, you know, people outside of the Bay Area. You said Michael Jackson and Aaliyah. Okay. Yeah. Those are my two um, favorite artists. Um, I was actually just in Las Vegas uh, to see her wax figure debut. I was there like the very next day. I was, you know, I caught the plane. I ain't never caught a plane in Las Vegas before. I did it, baby girl, you know, <laughs> did some things, never thought I would do. I showed up, went to Madame Tussauds, <laughs> um, waited in that line, turned out I didn't need to wait in line, uh, you know, I marched my butt looking at all these celebrities, waiting to see her, I wasn't there to see nobody else, I went there to see Aaliyah, it was the closest thing that I ever got to a concert. And um, I left her a note because um, at Madame Tussauds, there's a chalkboard. And I left her a note after I took pictures with her. I was there. I was actually there the day they did the debut. Um, but I I wasn't at the debut because it was at nighttime and it was actually closed. And I didn't want to. Uh, there was just some miscommunication there. So I was definitely there the first thing in the next morning, and I went there to see her. I had on my black with my rhinestones like Aaliyah and, uh, or diamonds, and, you know, to show my support, show my love for Aaliyah. And I'm, it didn't really settle until, like, I came back home. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, it's like, cause it's almost like me and Aaliyah, not really. But I'm able to, like, listen to her other, like, her offspring, I guess you could say, like, her friends, like, like, Playa, like, digital, digital black from, from Playa. Like, he has, like, a lot of songs. And I noticed, like, I'm able to listen to more of her friends' music more calmly now that I, like, met her wax figure. <laughs> so, yeah, she's cool. Nice. That's dope. Um, I actually stay in Vegas, so I haven't gotten a chance to check that out yet. But after you explaining your experience and everything, now I'm excited to go check that out. I think I've I've seen glimpse of it, you know, on like social media and seen certain pictures and whatnot. But I think that that's cool. 
<laughs> you better go see her now because I've seen pictures people have been posting recently and that wax figure is getting dirty. It looked like people have been kissing on it and stuff. Yeah, I, people are ridiculous. I've seen somebody was putting lip gloss all type. I'm like, really? Yeah, I'm glad I was one of the first people to see it because people doing weird stuff like this. So you better go see it now. And and people touching all in her hair. I ain't gonna lie. I touched her hair too, you know. I didn't overdo it. <laughs> hey, I gotta be honest with you. Like, she's a wax figure, right? But I still kind of treated her like it was her. You know, I wanted to be respectful. You know what I mean? No, girl, like, we all have that one person. I, I'm a, a big basketball fan. I'm a Laker fan. And Kobe Bryant is one of my favorite players. So I went to the one in L.A. <laughs> And you should see, you should see the pictures I have with that one. I'm like grabbing onto the ball, like trying to take it from him, like making it look like he's trying to take it from him. <laughs> so I'm like, no, we all have that one person. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I, but I mean, I had to touch her hair because I, I had to wonder, <laughs> is this like her hair or, <laughs> you know, it is this, you know. I just, you know, I had to, you know, I had to touch her hair. But at the same time, like I, I noticed a lot of people put their arm around her and all of that. I didn't really do that. You know, I'm actually kind of scared of statues. I actually really don't like statues. So to be in a wax museum, is that's pretty strange for me. But I had to do it. You know, I overcame my fear. So eventually in the pictures like the see, I took some warm up pictures with the other wax figures. I didn't look too comfortable, but I tried my best. You know, I'm I'm scared of statues, man. You know, right? That's but true. I That's tried funny. to relax, but by the time it was almost done, I was better at posing with the the pictures. You know, I mean, posing with the wax figures. So, <laughs> now you I will definitely. Check. Yes, I will. I will. As soon as I get back home, I am on that girl. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I have a few last questions for you. If you were to define the word artist, how how would you define that? What's your definition of the word artist, being an artist? You know, one thing that comes to my mind is fine. So a fine artist, you know, when I think of an artist, I think of a fine artist, mm -hmm. you know, so, but definitely creativity you know, creativity doesn't necessarily make you an artist, you know, and I might offend some people, but, you know, the skill that you use with your creativity. Right. You know, that's what would make you a fine artist because anybody can come up with an idea, but to do it, you know what I mean? is different because you think you have it. You think you know what you're going to paint, but when you paint, it might turn into something else you thought you thought you were painting a goose but you actually painted a duck and right. both are beautiful you know what I'm saying just like um with Aaliyah being one of my influences I um was inspired by a song by Eminem um but by the time I was done with the song it sounded like I was inspired by Aaliyah it's right. called Levitating Remix like I actually wrote that song I was singing to an Eminem track and I assumed it was going to have like a lot of hip hop flavor to it, but I just let the music write itself, you know, and it turned out to sound like an Aaliyah style kind of a song. So it just comes, you know what I mean? 
I, but I didn't go in there and say, oh, it has to sound like an Eminem song. No, I, I don't do that. <laughs> you know? No. Oh, yeah. I understand. I understand. Now, I'm not sure if you're with this movement, but a lot of people are. Um, and this can mean something completely different for everyone. Um, did you have a hot girl summer? And w- what is your definition of a, a hot girl? <laughs> a hot girl and having a hot girl summer. I mean, that can mean something you accomplished, okay, something so you did. <laughs> I hear people talking about a hot girl summer. And I got to be honest with you, I really think people who are talking about Hot Girl Summers don't also don't know what it exactly means. Because it sounds like it means one thing, mm-hmm. but it could mean something else. <laughs> you never right. really know. So I'm having a very nice summer. <laughs> I don't know if it's a Hot Girl Summer. So I, I'm not exactly sure on the definition. I know it came from Megan the Stallion, but I'm not exactly sure what the undertones are. Right. So the exact meaning. <laughs> I mean, like uh, you said, like I said, hot girl summer sounds like it can mean, you know, I'm a hot girl and I'm having a summer, but you never know. So I, I'd rather be careful. And- <laughs> I'm having an adventurous summer. I went to go see Aaliyah. You know, I did the GRM awards, you know. See, see, I, I I like that. Maybe we can start a new one. Adventure Girl Summer. Adventure Girl Fall. Something. Yeah, Adventure Girl Summer. <laughs> so I just have to ask, you know, some people are with the movement and they're not. But um, I would like to say you're doing you're doing big things. I think you're a triple threat. You are multi-talented. Um, and you're from the Bay Area. Yay area. I'm juiced about that. <laughs> Yeah, you're yeah, in the building. Um, and yes, before you get out of here, can you actually, if you feel comfortable, sing a, a line from Still a Rainbow, if you don't mind? <laughs> it's been too long. I'm ready. I'm going to get it. You thought I was gone since you thought I lost. You couldn't change me. I'm still the same me. You blew the house down, but I'm still a rainbow. Nice. I love it. Hey. <laughs> now, can you t- can you tell the people where they can keep up with you, where they can follow you, all that good stuff? All right. So the main place you want to visit me is itseyes.com. If you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Instagram at Miss Eyes. That's M-S-E-Y-E-Z. I'm on Bandcamp and I sell my merchandise mainly through Bandcamp. So if you go to eyes.bandcamp.com, you can find me. I have all of my songs and I have an exclusive release on there. Um, so you can find me on there. I'm on reverbnation.com slash eyes, E-Y-E-Z. I'm on Twitter at E-Y-E-39-Z because they don't know how to use the apostrophe on Twitter. So, And I'm on YouTube, which is Eyes Pop Music. So I hope you guys can find me. Just just hit me up on Twitter because I'm on there every day. So at Miss Eyes, M-S-E-Y-E-Z. I'm always on there. That's the best place to find me. There you have it. Go ahead and make sure that you keep up with what Eyes has going on. Thank you so much again for taking the time to do this interview with us. We were excited to have you again. You guys make sure that you hit us up on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Hit us up at We Peeped It First at gmail.com you can call in so um make sure you guys do that and you also can um help sustain on anchor that's where you can find us so 
You are listening to Lee Peeped It with the Top of Queen. And today my special guest was I. So thank you so much again. Thank you. Never forget, we peeped it first. Outro.